There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Spark. We tell true stories. We tell them live. We tour them across the UK. This first story was told by Catherine from our night at the Hackney Attic, where the theme was parting. Hello. So it was 2011 um, and I was 17 and I was at a music festival um, in near my hometown of Winchester. And uh, very exciting. And um, I was like out. It was the first sort of main night of the festival. I was dancing with my friends and something kind of caught my eye in the corner of the field. And I went over to see what it was. And it was a group of people dancing round a tower of plastic cups with a small yellow rubber duck on the top. And there were just these people like dancing around it going absolutely nuts. And I was like, this is amazing. So my friends and I joined in and I saw, uh, I saw this guy um, who, he was just like really tall, really lanky, had this like amazingly massive smile. And I was like, oh, like some, like one of my friends, like hipster older brothers that I've never met, like, who are you? Um, but we just like, hit it off straight away and um, we spent the whole night just like dancing like crazy around this rubber duck um, and then I thought I would never see him again although he did find me at another point in the festival and randomly like be like can I take your picture and at that point I was like he was wearing sunglasses and I didn't know it was the same person so I just said yes and then just like left and just did not know what happened but like I, I kept thinking about it and then I found this Facebook page saying, I danced around a small yellow duck at Blissfields 2011. And I was like, yes, I am liking that. And it turned out it had been created by this guy and like we started talking online and then um, we eventually met up and it was luckily the same guy. And um, <laughs> yeah, we just like, yeah, we, we hit off and like we started going out and um, we, it was just like quite crazy for me because I was like 17, 18, it was like first love, whatever. And um, we, yeah, we used to do stuff like, he was straight edge, which is kind of like a punk 
sort of subculture where you don't drink alcohol or take drugs. So we would just like go to parties and clubs and stuff, only drink Red Bull and then just dance as crazily as we could to like Skrillex and like dubstep and stuff. And just to give you an idea, like he was always slightly better than me at it because he had like six foot three of like lanky limbs to like wave around. And I only have like five foot seven of lanky limbs to wave around. So he was better than me. And once I was trying so hard to beat him that I danced so hard that I threw up. Uh, <laughs> so that was embarrassing. But anyway, um, at like all, all good things come to an end. And um, this was, so we went out the whole, my whole first year of uni. We were in a long distance relationship. I was in Leeds, he was on the South Coast. And um, I studied Chinese and Spanish at uni. So then in my second year of uni, I was going to China to study and um, in China you probably know you can't use Facebook, you can't use Twitter, like things are quite restricted and I knew that I wouldn't be coming home for a year and I thought like nice as this relationship is, we've only known each other for like maybe nine months, yeah like nine months a year and I'm, I'm 19 and maybe this is unrealistic so so we broke up so um, so then it, it was to be no more. So um, but we continued to have like very angsty like teenage correspondence via very outdated medium such as email and then like so <laughs> that sounds that, sorry that sounds stupid I send emails like every day at work now I feel like a dick eventually it just kind of became more and more one-sided and he just stopped replying to my emails and I just kept worrying you know like where has he gone but also I was like well I have to accept it because like I broke up with you to go to China and you're still like stuck in Gosport so uh, I guess that that's okay um, but I wasn't really I wasn't really okay with it but that was not the end of the story because I came back from China still was like I was still thinking about this guy and I was like much as I've had like these amazing experiences I still I want to know where he's got to so it got to like the end of that summer and I was like right I'm gonna go on a mission to go and like try and get him back. So I went, so I got the train. I was like shitting myself like all the way on the train. Then I got the ferry because you have to get the ferry to Gosport. It's like the arse end of nowhere. So I was like scared on the ferry, got there, walked to his house, 20 minutes, walking down the like boarded up high street, like oh, oh, what's gonna happen when I get there? Got to his front door, knocked on his front door, did I mention that when I was walking there, I kept seeing people with backpacks and being like, why does everyone have massive backpacks? Got there, his dad opened the door. His dad said, oh, no, he's at Bestival. I was like, oh, should have, like, rookie error. But his dad was like, you've come a really long way. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, do you want a scone? So then I just like went, had a scone with his parents and his nan, who I'd never met before. And then we played Bananagrams, which is something I always used to do with his family, like when we were going out, um, and his nan completely thrashed me at Bananagrams. Um, and so, yeah, basically that was a parting of sorts. Um, I later, he did actually get back in contact with me and um, told me that he'd like had some really bad shit going on, like while I was away, he'd like got, like really into drugs but in a way that was slightly out of control which was like really crazy because like of all the straight stuff before but um yeah no it was it was just interesting mainly because like I've never been that badly beaten by someone's nan at Bananagrams but also because you know like it it, it was a great it was an epic love story and, and then it and then it came to an end so I guess that's it thank you that was Catherine the next story is by Alison um, I just want to share a little story about my father-in-law, um, who uh, uh, was an extraordinary man, and he, he passed away probably about eight years ago, I think. 
and um, my my parents-in-law are, are both extraordinary people. And uh, my first meeting with them, I was very nervous. Um, I'm not Jewish, they are Jewish, and I, I didn't know how it was going to go. And the first thing my future mother-in-law said to me was, Alison, promise me that when you get married, you will shave under your armpits. <laughs> and I remembered, I'd actually just got the dress on. I got the dress on and it was one of those, you know, uh, not, I was gonna say topless, but it wasn't topless. It was, um, sleep was like, you know, like a, you know, like a bodice. And we just got it on, me and my two, my bridesmaids had got, got me into it. And I just put my arms up like this and Nina said, oh my God, oh my God, quick, get a razor, get a razor, keep your arms in the air. And so she quickly sort of sorted me out and there I was. And so my, my, my mother-in-law is very, very, uh, is very forthcoming. I just want to know, am I, am I any of my in-laws, because I can't see, have I got any, I got any in-laws in? No, good. Right, um, and my father-in-law was very quiet, a very quiet man, and he was diagnosed with, uh, with, with terminal cancer. He had uh, a melanoma, and then he had a, a growth on his shoulder, and it got worse and worse and worse. Um, anybody else, you'd have heard about this every minute of the day. You didn't hear a word from him about the suffering he was going through, not a word. Uh, my mother-in-law uh, developed new strategies for dealing with his wound, and she was particularly proud of one dressing she made out of a tenor lady pad that she <laughs> went on about, and she said, I'm, I'll go down in history. And I think she should, because she, you know, it, it, it did the trick. <laughs> and um, she, so she was amazing as well dealing with him and she was a bit more forthcoming about it but she was very, uh, she was very honest and um, when things were hard she was very honest about that and a, 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 an image I have of Clive is sitting, he, he was, he'd sleep a lot of the time near the end, he was sort of, he'd get dressed, he'd come downstairs and he'd look smart and he'd be a bit slumped like this, and my son would come in with a storybook and kind of worm his way between Clive and the table and get the book out, and Clive would read it to him, and I just thought that was an amazing thing to do when you haven't got that many breaths left in your body. To spend some of them like that is quite amazing. And he died. He died with Doris in a car. He'd been to Playbridge. He was about to tell her that he'd won, which he had, which is a good way to go. And he smiled, and then, then he actually had a heart attack. So he didn't die of cancer, but he had a heart attack. And she was with him, and that's great. Um, and the whole funeral thing happens really quickly. Uh, it, it buried the next day, bang, bang, bang. You throw stones on the grave, clatter, clatter, clatter. It's, all, it's, it's quite quick. We almost had to carry Doris up to the grave. It was so swift. And then, then you've got a whole year that it's when you can kind of get used to it. And then you have a party called a, uh, I've forgotten what the name of the party is, but there's another party after a year, which is a good time to have a party. After a year, you can cope with it. Um, and so that was uh, my parting from him. And it, it, was, it was short, it was brutal, it was cruel. It was, a, you know, an awful death for him. Shortly after, about six months after that, my nephew had a bar mitzvah and um, 
Clive wasn't there for the bar mitzvah. And Doris opened a drawer in the bedroom that Clive had been using. And she found in the drawer, um, after having this parting from her husband, she found in the drawer, she found handwritten a speech which said, I'm writing this to you, Daniel. And it was just amazing. He said, I am so, I am so proud of you, of what you've achieved, of you as a young man. And, you know, it's not part of my culture. I don't know bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, anything, but I thought, what a way to go, is what I thought. Thank you. Thanks to Alison and Catherine. For more true stories and to attend a live event, head to stories.co.uk. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.